to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me explode. Woo! Hello and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have everybody here with me. Got a jam-packed show coming up for this next hour. Of course, I'm always thrilled to share this time with you, everybody watching on Facebook Live, everybody tuning in on AM 1170. The answer, I get to share this time with my buddy, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it street. Keeping it real up in the field, all right? <laughs> Yeah, we're so street here on the Andrea K show. In fact, if you watch on Facebook Live, I'm more instead of channeling street, I'm kind of more channeling the '70s with my tie dye. I think the '70s were tie dye. I got my tie dyed shirt on. I'm even rocking some bell bottoms. Um, I wish we could play like maybe some '70s throwback music, like maybe a little Fleetwood Mac for my oldest sister and brother. But Facebook doesn't like me to post that shirt. I think it's more like Peter Paul and Mary, right? You think it's... I don't know. It's going to be hard. <laughs> Peter Paul. Did they sing Do You Know the Way to San Jose? I think it's the one, uh, if you're going to San Francisco, put a flower in your hair was one of them. Oh, I don't know. Maybe my f- amazing Facebook. The answer is blowing in the wind. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right. Well, we we need to keep blowing along with the show here. Um, everybody's talking about unmasking. Who was unmasked? Who did the unmasking? Why were they unmasked? Um who was behind the unmasking? Was it really who we think it was? You know who's really been unmasked in this whole situation? Obama and the Obama administration. Right now, we're, the reports come out that it was Susan Rice who requested the unmasking of Trump people and a part of some skeezy, underhanded surveillance scheme. We don't even really know if it was Susan Rice at this point. I'm not really sure. I've got my guest, uh, next guest is the cyber national security expert. He's a senior writer for Cyber Defense Magazine, author of Devil Inside the Beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity and small business. And um, I think he's the perfect guest for this because I'm kind of confused with everything that's going on with this whole surveillance system. Michael, welcome to the Andre K Show. Uh, good, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, so, you know, when I first heard that it was Susan Rice when it was first reported, I think it was Sarah Carter who f- first reported from Circa that it was Susan Rice who had requested the names of individuals that had been incidentally recorded, whatever that means. I thought, my initial thought was, was it really her? Or was she just now an- another opportunity for her to be the fall guy? Because she's the gal that went around on five different talk shows lying to the American people properly propagating Obama's lie for Obama and for Hillary that Benghazi was about a video. So what do we really know here? What really happened with Susan Rice? Well, that's part of her job description, or she wouldn't have such a high high job. Uh, obviously, you have people that surround you so that you can throw the red herring out, and part of the team takes a hit. You have to look at the administration as sort of an enterprise, uh, although they'll want you to look at it as an individual person. And um, that's what they do. They want to keep you confused. Confusion helps them win. And uh, so they keep it gray. It's called, uh, you know, circle and confuse or fear, uncertainty, and doubt, which is called FUD. These are all strategies they play all the time. And now with this, um, 
You know, it's wordsmithing. It's fighting over was it wiretapping or surveillance and what difference does it make? And, you know, it all boils down to the court of public opinion because all the English we're hearing from Washington and, and the in the bag media is what I call lawyer. And lawyer sounds like English, but it's really not. So you have to be very careful. Did what she, we know that there were felonies involving the leaks of Michael Flynn's conversation, Trump's uh, conversations with different foreign leaders. That was considered a felony. Is what she did, mm-hmm. let's say, I believe it was Susan Rice who did it, uh, who asked for the unmasking. Was it illegal? Well, she's going to say it's not, and, other, and most people are going to say it is, and here's why. It, with the power vested in her office, she has the power to unmask whatever she wants to unmask, as long as with it, with it, if it's within national security interests. Uh, she's going to try to mix it up and say that Trump, Trump's uh, and his team's involvement with Russians was a national security interest, although there's not a scintilla of evidence has gone on. That red herring started with the DNC, and it's very convenient to confuse the courts. So I think the court of the public opinion can skewer her. Uh, there's so many coincidences on this. I mean, the time she started, who she was looking at, when she, how, how far they went in January. Uh, it's really hard in the Washington establishment, and that those tentacles go into the judicial system. It's really hard to hold these people accountable. Uh, so if it wouldn't been for that, I'd say she's cold flat busted. But look, we, we have built this system over a century that allows these people to have this degree of immunity. And when they choose to violate the public's trust, what we're supposed to do is throw them out of office. They don't go to jail. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's going to be difficult Although I think it should be pursued. If we don't pursue it, if Trump doesn't pursue it, that just emboldens the next group of corrupt politicians to, to do the same thing. Yeah, well, you know, this suppose you're right about all these coincidences. She actually started doing this, or the the coincidental, uh, or the incidental surveillance actually started last July, right around the time Trump won the nomination, and then right after the election, it amped up. It had nothing at all. This is why Nunes went forward with it because it had nothing at all to do with any of this Russia crap, which is all crap, by the way. Because if they really cared about anything involving Russia, they they would have cared about why Hillary Clinton trans- you know, was involved in the transfer of 20% of our uranium. They would have cared about Podesta and his family's ties and stock you know, ties to Russia. So you know, it's becoming very clear that this is all politicized. But what's really disturbing to the American people is that you're right. We have 100 years of precedent that, 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 that has put this system in place that has allowed people like her to skate. This is the very top of the Obama administration. She did not do this just like she didn't go and lie to the American people without Obama knowing about it. And just like she did not do this. She did this with his knowledge. We may not be able to prove it. She did it with his knowledge and and probably with his encouragement. But the Republican Party, neither party, as we have found that there has been tyranny that has been involved in the Obama administration against the American people, whether it was the IRS or whether it was Hillary Clinton and her email schemes or the lie about Benghazi, nobody's been impeached. We've got all these investigations and all these hearings and nobody's ever held accountable. You're right. If they've got immunity to where we can't in- indict them, which I'm still not sure I understand that the- that these people have immunity, if that's what you're saying, and they can't be indicted, at the very least, you're right, they should be thrown out of office and nobody's, that's not happening. 
Well, we threw them out of office when Trump won, and you see the collective temper tantrum of everyone ever since November 8th, whether it be the far left or the Washington Republican establishment or, or you know, the media. I mean, look at CNN last night. That's outrageous. That was outrageous what Don Lemon said. I didn't watch it. What did he say? He said he told them that he was not that, that his audience should not be duped into this false narrative and that they will not be covering a, 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 this type of story about Susan Rice and that it's all it's all created by the Trump administration. I mean, that, that's just insane because Bloomberg broke this story. It wasn't yeah. like Breitbart. You know, I mean, you, you can talk about Susan Carter as well. But, you know, people are crediting the very first big crack as to Bloomberg and. Well, and how could it, excuse me for interrupting, but how could it be fake news? Somebody did the unmasking. People's names were unmasked. Phone calls, phone calls were leaked prior to anybody taking office. We know laws were broken. So, you know, that's just typical CNN. And they've, they've also unmasked themselves in terms of being the hacks that they are. This is the organization that gave Hillary Clinton uh, questions for town hall meetings. So they don't have any credibility left. Hat tip to you for even, you know, torturing yourself to watch that and being able to report on it. Um, but, you know, the, the left they and what the CNN and others have done with this phony, what's real phony is that any... Uh, there's been no evidence of Trump collusion, no evidence that he did anything with anybody. If Russia was hacking, which, oh, by the way, McAfee says, the famous uh, cybersecurity guy, he says that, you know, good hackers don't leave footprints. And so if there's any footprints going back to Russia, it wasn't Russia, it was the CIA. Um, but, but, but the left is saying that this, you know, we've got to get to the bottom of this, even though there's no evidence that there's any there, there with a this, because it's such a threat to the democracy. This is what is the greatest threat to our d- democracy, Michael. It's this deep state and the deep state surveillance of not just an opposition party. We've got a Democrat president who intentionally was surveilling and height of an opposition party presidential candidate. Obviously, now, if I understand this right, and tell me if I'm wrong, w- because they didn't, the White House does not do any investigations and can't on their own. They're supposed to go and get a FISA warrant if they want to surveil anybody. In order to get around that, what they do is they go and pretend they've got some reason to surveil somebody that the Trump campaign might be talking to so that they then can listen in on innocent conversations of innocent Americans, then unmask them. And it's just a big racket, isn't it? It's the deep state. That's exactly right. And in what it is, a violation of trust. I mean, you've seen Look, you have to watch what they do. You can't listen to what they say. And you have to be very nervous. We should, we should replay all of Obama's speeches from 2007 and 2008 and watch it and go, wow, what a liar. Yeah. The man is good. And so is Susan Rice. And so is Donna Brazil. And so is Hillary Clinton. These are very practiced, remorseless liars. And when you get a two and a half year old kid with his hand cut in a cookie jar, that type of magical thinking comes out of their mouth too. They either keep on lying or they go dead silent. Right now we've got a lot of silence from the mainstream media. These people are all double down. We're, we're, we're basically what's going on right now is that we're pulling out the, the parasites, the, the, the bad Obama leftovers that have tentacles throughout the media and the government. And this is just begun. And the screaming and the temper tantrums and the spinning and the pathological behavior, you couldn't work for those people and be an innocent in the first place. So don't be surprised. The, the, the craziness that's about to ensue is going to come out of their mouths.
But, you know, I think um, I don't think it's swaying everybody or many people at all that voted for Trump that they shouldn't have voted for Trump. This is uh, this is really going to be incredible. But look, these people lie no matter what. So if Sessions nails them and there's there's evidence, they'll just go to conspiracy theory. Right. They, they have no shame. <laughs> there will never be right. an admission of guilt, no matter what. There, there never will be. And that's why there needs to be accountability. One of the reasons why Trump was elected was because he was an outsider, because they they realize there were Republicans that bought into Obama and many good, you know, that bought into those lies in 08, that he was the hope and change candidate and he was going to be the president of all United States, not blue America, not red America. And a lot of people bought into that. Then when the reality came true, <clears throat> a lot of people bought into the promises of the Republican Party that they were going to stop his agenda, that they were going to start holding people accountable, and they didn't. The answer to all this, in my opinion, is accountability. It's finally holding people. And I do believe that there are indictments that could be brought about to people. And you bring a Susan Rice in front of in, in front of Congress, you put her under oath, you start an investigation and see if she doesn't sing, maybe offer her some immunity to cough up some other people. And maybe, uh, maybe some people will get indicted and maybe others won't, but they'll be run out of, they'll finally, we can maybe flush out the cockroaches in the deep state of the Obama administration holdovers who are trying to undermine Trump. This is a very serious threat to our democracy. And that's why uh, CNN doesn't want to report on it because they know how big the threat is. They would be, why wouldn't they report on it if, if it was fake news? If, if it was fake, they would be reporting on it and they'd be mocking every detail of it, but they won't. No, and let me tell you about something about Congress. The problem with taking in front of Congress is that the immunity that's built, the rules that give these people protections, we don't even realize. If we knew what they were, we'd be stunned. We're going to be putting the bill for that government employee to have their $1,000 an hour lawyer sitting behind them at the table, giving advice at a skirt authority. And then you're going to have a bunch of Democrats on that side totally tripling down, just like it did in the Benghazi investigation, screaming and yelling and, and just throwing every trash can they can and mm-hmm. in front of the road to justice. Because if the Democrats lose credibility with the government as the be-all and end-all and the savior of the American public, then they don't have a job. Right. So, so then what's the solution? So what's the solution? Well, the then? solution is going to have to be the Justice Department. And the solution is going to have to be a cleansing at the at these politicized agencies that shouldn't be politicized, meaning the Justice Department, the FBI, the NSA. These, these, we should not have people involved in here violating the public trust. It, it's really outrageous. And quite frankly, it's not most of these agencies. It's just the politicized people at the top that put in by Obama. Most of the people in those agencies are honorable patriots. They're outraged by this. But, you know, there's a whole slew of military people that spoke up mm-hmm. in the last six years of Obama's uh, presidency, and they're out of a job. And that would be a career. Last question so, for you before you know, we got to go. Yeah. Last last question for you with a, with a minute left. Why didn't he fire Comey? And should he now immediately? I think he should have. I was disappointed he kept him. He kept him because he should have recommended charges for Hillary, whether or not any ended up coming about. He should have done it. He didn't. He For him to come in front of Congress and confirm that there was an investigation into nowhere based on nothing, but refused to confirm an investigation into actual felonies committed, he needed to go immediately. Why hasn't he Trump did. done it? Willie. 
Well, Trump is a CEO, not a politician. And CEOs that are very good surround themselves with people that know more than they do, they think. And I think he got bad advice. And now he's kind of stuck with it in the midterm. But Comey's kind of hung himself in the long term because this guy shouldn't have ever opened his mouth in the first place. And, you know, we're learning a lot about him. So the timing would be wrong now because they're just going to scream, oh, he's getting rid of people that are against him. He, he, you know, don't ever let the vampire in the house. Don't invite him in. Right. He invited him in. He'll be able to get rid of him sooner or later. But this has to play out. And listen, he kicked the snowball down the mountain when he tweeted that thing about, about being wiretapped. Yeah. He shattered the glass. And. It's, it's, it's midway right now, and it's, it's going to look pretty brilliant. Yeah. Well, I think it already does, and I think he's been vindicated. Michael Doherty, thanks for, for being on the show. And the book is... Uh, to, the Devil Inside the Beltway. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it. I could talk to Michael all day long, but I got to go take a real quick break, because when we come back, my Cajun brother from down under in NOLA is going to be here. Jeff Career to talk about. Did you guys know that there's an Obamacare replacement? New revision coming out today. Stay tuned. You're going to hear more about it on The Andrea K Show. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Well, I'm hoping that somebody's going to be held accountable for all this that's going on here. But at the very least, we know that Trump was vindicated pr- prior to the break. By the way, we were talking to Michael Doherty about Susan Rice and the unmasking. What's really been unmasked, in my opinion, I saw a great tweet that kind of summarizes. They said, sorry, Dems. Obama is not your JFK. He's your Nixon. What's been unmasked, in my opinion, is the truth about the Obama administration and the truth about this whole situation in the deep state and surveillance. And I'm hoping they haul that Susan Rice in front of Congress. And while they're grilling her on this unmasking, that they also continue to unmask the truth about Benghazi and how she lied to the American people. But you know what? There's more happening in D.C. today. In fact, did y'all know that on uh, Equal Pay Day, we're going to talk a little bit about that coming up, but on uh, Equal Pay Day, today is also a day of which Obamacare's repeal and replacement is back happening. I guess the reports of a Republican Party implosion and unable to do anything about Obamacare and all the promises they made for seven years, I guess those reports were a little premature, at least according to my next guest, my Cajun kin from NOLA, Jeff Cruer. (laughs) Hey, Jeff, welcome back to the show. 
Hey, thanks for having me. How's things going out there? Well, not very good since I, they ain't nowhere here I can get me some boiled crawfish. So torture <laughs> me. Tell me about all the good crawfish you eating down there. Oh, I mean, it's festival season down here now. We're getting ready to have the French Quarter Festival, which mm. is going to be sort of the kickoff, and then the Jazz and Heritage Festival, and, of course, crawfish season, and it's... It's going to be fast and furious down here every weekend with something going on. Well, speaking of fast and furious, you know, in spite of all the, in spite of this ridiculous investigation into nowhere based on nothing in terms of Trump collusion, he has continued to rock and roll with his agenda. He has gotten the Keystone pipe and uh, Dakota pipeline going. He's rolling back regulations like crazy, getting rid of a EPA crap that's going on there. Um, the Mexico, I think it was called the Mexico City Law or whatever, where uh, Fund taxpayer funds are being paid for abortions all around the world. I mean, I mean the list of of what he's already accomplished, bringing so many jobs here to America. I mean, the man has been rolling on. I'm going to talk to my other guest a little later on the show about a regulation he's rolled back the the blacklisting of federal contractors. He's managed to get a lot accomplished. The one thing that he didn't get through that everybody just hammered him on was the Obamacare uh, repeal right. and replace the AHCA. Um, I'm, I was kind of glad that it went down the way it did because I thought it was really bad legislation, and I'm glad they went back to the drawing board. They're coming back with something today. What is it? Well, I, I completely agree with you, by the way, that uh, it was not an ideal bill at all, and uh, the way it was handled uh, was poor. And, Andrea, what I've been saying is, you know, we've talking eight years about replacing Obamacare and the fact that they didn't have a consensus plan ready to go says a lot about the lack of leadership in the GOP Congress. So it was poorly done, and sadly they brought the president in, and it was really something that hurt the president, and, and he really is not responsible. I blame mostly Paul Ryan. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Now, we, now we're back to the table. You know, the Freedom Caucus has about three dozen members, and, and they're the group that just didn't come on board and they had principal objections to the old, um, what we call Ryan Care mm-hmm. or the uh, ACHA, uh, AHCA. Mm-hmm. So uh, now we've got this uh, new offer that has been made. They met with uh, Vice President uh, Pence uh, late uh, yesterday. And they say they're, quote, intrigued. Uh, the offer would give states an option to waive two provisions of Obamacare that were uh, not in the other bill. One's called the Essential Health Benefits Mandate, which dictates that insurers must, what, what dictates what insurers must cover. And the other is a community health ratings requirement on insurers, which prohibits charging higher premiums based on health status. So wow. if this is then given to the states to give them options, which sort of you know goes along with conservative principles, I mean, let states decide what's best you know, in their best interest, this might be enough to bring on board enough uh, Freedom Caucus members to get this through. Well, I'm hoping so. And in terms of the one of the things that really gets in my crawl is this thing that um, everybody, one of the reasons why the premiums are so high is that you've got, you know, a married lesbian couple in their 60s having to pay for maternity care for people. (laughs) You know, you got people like me who put the fork down and don't eat what I want to eat and exercise like crazy so I can stay healthy. But I've got, but I've got to pay higher premiums to cover insurance policies so that I 
I don't pay any more than somebody that that just eats themselves into self-induced diabetes. And no, that's not right. And and the government should not. And then you've got this essential, you know, thing or whatever you call it. Basically, government dictating to private businesses what services they should provide. So I've been standing with the Freedom Caucus on this. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. should be looking to try to get a hundred percent of exactly what they want in it. But the more you can get government out of it, and right. the, and the more that you can get personal responsibility mm-hmm. into it and individual freedoms into it, mm-hmm. the better it's going to be from let, e- for everybody. Let me say this, Andrea. The, the other bill was certainly not great and, and certainly can be definitely improved. The only good thing about it is it did cut about a trillion dollars worth of taxes, mm-hmm. and it did get rid of the employer and the employee, the individual mandate, which I thought... And I don't know what happened to John Roberts, and I don't know what happened to the Supreme Court. I thought that was unconstitutional, and I've well, always yeah. believed that. And uh, I think, you know, that was a good thing, but, of course, the bill was rushed through, and it needed right. to be improved. And, and this whole thing could be a thing in disguise, and now we're going to come back with something better, right. which can have buy-in from the, the conservative base. And, and Donald Trump has got to realize that the people that stood by him were not the Paul Ryans of the world. That's right. But the people that were in the Freedom Caucus. Well, Paul I th- Ryan did everything he could to stab Donald Trump in the back, Andrew. A- absolutely. I- I'm with you there. And I think that he did, he's did. he gotten some bad advice along the way from, from uh, I, I, my previous guest was saying that the re- he should not have kept Comey. He got some bad advice there. And also he he got some bad advice in terms of the health care thing. So much so that now rumors, we had Ed Henry on a show last night, White House correspondent for Fox, saying, that there's there's going to be some shakeups in the staffing, and I'm hoping so. I'm hoping he gets rid of Priebus. I never trusted him. He needed him for the primaries. He needed him to get the nomination, and you know, and to and to bring people together. I think he needs to get rid of Priebus. I'm not really happy with the messaging from Kellyanne Conway. I think he can do better than her right now, and even Spicer. I'm hoping he gets rid of all of them, and and maybe continues to keep them in a lesser role. But he needs to bring in some. I want to see some Gingrich because that's a man who knows how to message. He knows how to bring people together. He knows how to push through legislation. He knows that town better than anybody. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, I love that idea. I always was hoping that you'd have people like Mike Huckabee and people like Newt Gingrich uh, on board. And I was mm-hmm. disappointed that they, they didn't really have any roles in the administration. And, and hopefully it'll come in round two. I think Steve Bannon is someone that represents the sort of populist uh, message that Donald Trump had in the campaign, and they got him elected. Right. And I think that's sort of the person in his uh, inner core that sort of represents that point of view. But he's outnumbered by yeah. all these globalists and establishment Republicans that are all around him. And Reince Priebus is a perfect example of someone that I was very excited about when he was uh, brought on board, and I, I don't think he's done a really good job. Right. What do you think of Spicer? Spicer, I'm sort of conflicted about. I mean, I, I, I feel for anybody that has to put up with these daily press conferences and these uh, <laughs> trash reporters. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I think he's done a pretty good job holding up uh, with all these uh, inane questions and attacks from the reporters. I don't know about his core philosophy, though. Uh, I would assume it is more moderate yeah. than uh, than than the presidents or Bannons or, or people like that. But I just I'm wish not that as fired up about him as I am about Priebus. Yeah, and, and certainly Comey. I mean, my go- and what about John Koskinen? What about the IRS commissioner? What is yeah. he still doing there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if partly why Trump was elected was to drain the swamp, there's too much of that swamp still left. And I get that he's got a he wants to move fast and furiously through the first hundred days, but. Y- 
if, if you're if your swamp dwellers are keeping you, and you, we know we know the swamp, don't we? If they got a bunch of nutria running around that that they need to get rid of and clear out, because that's like the one swamp animal we won't eat, right? We'll eat everything else but a nutria. Well, I, I won't eat it. You know, maybe you do, Jeff. I won't eat it either. We no, don't no, eat no, that. No, we'll not you, eat you, it. No. They're, they're kind of getting in the way of getting some of the legislation uh, through. Um, Susan Rice, no doubt. do you have any no hope doubt. that the Republican Party, first of all, in the messaging, what Spicer should be doing every day is instead of taking questions, he should be he should be coming in there and just pushing forth their narrative that they want pushed. And what they need to be pushing is Trump was validated with what he said about being wiretapped. I don't care if you use the W word or the L word with listening or whatever. Push forth that, that, that the real threat to democracy is not this hocus pocus crap about any collusion that didn't happen. It's about a sitting Democrat. Democrat president who decided to use the tools of the U.S. government against the opposition party candidate and his family. Am I wrong? I think you are 100% right. This is bigger than Watergate. This should be the biggest scandal that we've seen in decades. The media should be all over this, but instead... They're trying to cover for Susan Rice, say that there's nothing there. They're trying to get back to what they call the real uh, investigation as to Russia collusion with the Trump administration when there's no evidence, when there's nothing there. All we do know is crimes were committed, Andrea, when Michael Flynn's name was uh, exposed. And now we see Susan Rice's involvement. This should be uh, we should be hearing from the House and Senate uh, leaders that they're going to convene a you know a special commission to investigate this and yes. to find out whether we did have Barack Obama and his administration spying on Donald Trump, which is again bigger than Watergate in absolutely. my view. Absolutely. How can people hear you? Well, they can hear me at uh, WGSO.com, our, our radio station here in New Orleans. And also they can they get all the information about me on my website, which is JeffCareer.com. And got links to my book, which is America's Last Chance, which is all about electing Donald Trump, but following through on his agenda. So we did part one. We need to do part two. Awesome. All right, Jeff. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, Andrew. Have a good one down there. All righty. Boy, I'm missing me some NOLA right now. That's my buddy, Jeff Cruer. Down by way of NOLA. Um, stay tuned. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We're going to get into a little business here on the Andrea K. Show. Did y'all know that today was equal pay day? Huh? Did you know that, DJ Carrot Sticks? It's no, equal pay day. I ain't getting paid enough. I'm going to have these boys in here. I got my panel here. I got Al Arias and Rod Hatley. They got some splaining to do as men with this whole equal pay day for women. <laughs> I'm just teasing y'all. Hey, don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming right back up. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. 
Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have my panel here with me. I can't play some of my classic bumper music to introduce my panel because then Facebook doesn't like it when we do that. They won't let me post it. But normally I'd be playing a little G thing for my Al because he's like my gangster, my smooth groove. I'd be playing, what's your song, Rod, that you like? X-Men by the Beatles. X-Men by the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) We got to come up with something better for you anyway because I can't even remember that one. Hey, did you guys know, before we get into your individual topic, did you guys know I had the, um, the guy from Cal Exit who wants California to secede from the union a while back on the show. Have you guys been following that? Uh, I'm familiar with it, but I'm up to speed on it. He says that California has been too much of a donor, carrying the entire country with the taxes that they've been given to the country, which the numbers don't bear out from that argument, by the way. Um, Meanwhile, but they've continued to march with that, um, and they want to have complete control over uh, immigration, even though they kind of are, because nothing's being enforced here anyway, and we're now about to become a sanctuary state. So his arguments when he came on the show didn't make a whole lot of sense. But I guess the Republican Party is concerned enough about it that they have hired Mr. Brexit, the bad boy of Brexit, Nigel Farage. Do you guys know who he is? And I guess now the Republican Party is kind of saying, okay, we're going to put this to a vote about splitting California in half. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I didn't. This is like the oldest conflict in California, probably in the country. We, have you heard it's, of this being split oh, down the middle? This has been around forever. Oh, has it really? Yeah. Long before me. Well, they're saying it's the same thing as uh, North and South Dakota, the same thing that happened with the Virginias, might as well split it. And their their idea of division is pretty much coastal uh, from San Francisco down to LA and the rest would be, uh, you know, that split it in two. Although, you know, I don't think that that's, I don't think politically were that 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 succinctly divided so mm. it's interesting um we're, we're gonna keep watch of the story i didn't know if you guys have been following yeah i'm laughing too rod over well, it. i mean that gets ridiculous california i mean it's uh, this kind of stuff has gone on forever yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see if it ends up coming to a conclusion. They want it. Um, they, I guess, they want to have something on the ballot in November. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, starting with you, Al, my Mister Anti-Regulation. I was so happy, <laughs> Mister Anti-Regulation. Mr. Anti-Regulation. <laughs> well, you do. Yeah, you know, tax you, guy, Anti-Regulation. <laughs> well, no, you have been Give me saying. A break. You have. Have you not been on the show saying, on record here, that one of the best ways to jumpstart the economy is to roll back regulations as well as tax reform? Well, uh, my big focus is regulation on community banks. Okay. So uh, banking is a big issue, mm-hmm. and uh, liberals deny it. Uh, they have all kinds of ways of citing statistical. You know, you want to lie, you use statistics. <laughs> and you know, it's wait, just numbers a, don't. It's a steady diet of (laughs) lying. So we need regulation um, relief for community banks. 
big time. Yeah. That's for small business, not um, for big business. Unleash, unleash the money. Well, the regu- there's, a, there's many, we've got stacks and stacks of thousands of regulations that are involving each state, thousands of regulations that affect small to large businesses that are fe- federal regulations. Well, I live that every day. You live it every day. I've talked many times about a friend of mine who, who finally sold a business that has a product that everybody has seen at some point, whether they've been in Target or Walmart, who told me every day he would, as president and CEO, he would have to come in and decide what regulations he was going to fulfill and which laws he was going to break because there were far too many. Mm. They're One, contradictory yeah. in many cases, yeah. over and over. Uh, ACA is the biggest issue. Yes. I mean, they have every everybody's in there and their regulations are not in concert. They're contradictory. Yeah. If you follow one, you probably broke the others. Exactly. Not to mention the fact that it's a job stifler, the the ACA, because, you know, there was punitive damages, if you will, if you went beyond 49 employees. See, the owners don't read their financial statements. I was just looking at my financial statement for... 16, because I have to file tax returns like everybody else. No, really? Okay. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah, I know. Dang. You don't and, get a pass being the Spicoli of taxes? My insurance went into the stratosphere. It increased yeah. 25%. Mm. Well, the so one it's it's really hurtful. Well, I don't know if this affects you in any or any of your businesses, but the this is a regulation that was rolled back that's near and dear to my heart because I have federal contractors in my family, and that has fed my nieces and nephews. It has it has paid mortgages, put food mm-hmm. on the table of thousands and thousands of people over the years, and it has become regulations has made it almost impossible for them to even continue to do business. One that the Trump administration rolled back with a joint resolution was the one that involved blacklisting, and this is where, and I wanted to talk about it today on Equal Pay, Fair Pay Day, to where if there was even an allegation of some type of wage issue on the job, it was required to be reported to the federal government. Now, why would the federal government need to know that? Because supposedly- Well, the lawyers want that. Well, the lawyers want it, but the federal <laughs> government wants to use it. So as they're doling out contracts and deciding who's going to get contracts, it's not based on the bids like it's supposed to be based on. Whatever, they're going to use it. Whatever powers you give the bureaucracy, they're going to use them to excess. Exactly. While it's supposed to be... Um, evening the playing field what it is 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 it's classic unequal treatment of certain businesses and certain industries under the false guise of equality and when you are considered guilty and can't get a job or can't get a contract based on nothing more than an allegation Mm. to me that's horrifying but of course you know different people are going to criticize the Trump organization so there are many different organizations that affect small to large businesses every day this is one that has affected my family and I'm glad to see it roll back because and even if somebody, even if a business, anybody can claim any, make any claim whatsoever to their employer. Um, but even if you're, con- you're found guilty and you got to pay a fine for it, you're no longer able to get a contract. I mean, we're going to put people out of business because, because you can even be an honest business person and have a mistake, pay somebody as an independent contractor mm-hmm. when they should have been salaried or whatever. So I'm glad that this was rolled back. Moving on though, because I want to pick your brain while you're here. It is tax time. People would be like, well, why is Al so chill? So sp- <laughs> Coley of taxes at tax time because you are there is tax time for you is a year round deal. Right. And it, and it is for your clients. But most people don't understand that. So to the small and up business owners out there, help them to understand why if they're panicking right now, they don't have to if they had a year round strategy happening for them. This is where we give back to the listeners. Help them. 
Well, if you want to be efficient in your tax paying, you can't just deal with it at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with it daily. So that's just how it is. So uh, the filing of tax returns, of course, you know, we're CPAs, we're up to our ears and alligators just doing compliance work. Right. But at the same time as we're doing compliance work, we're doing planning work. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the planning work from the first day of the year. That's what it takes if you're going to be um, efficient mm-hmm. in handling, basically in handling everything. You just have to have a plan. You have to implement the plan. And the implementation is what takes all year. Now, is there any size business that's too small or can, you know, or does this strategy? No, any, any business has any to business. do that. I mean, you have to start with budgeting. Um, if you talk to the small businessman, uh, the incurrence... Th- the the incidence of a small business with an actual budget mm-hmm. is rare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They just go from day to day. Yeah. Job they to job. focus on the top line. Mm-hmm. And some people are really effective at getting sales mm-hmm. and very ineffective at managing day to day. So it takes them. both right. to really uh, have a lasting, growing business environment. All right. How can they get a hold of you? Because I want people to understand that they need strategy. Well, I almost never give I, your phone number. I think number reference out. to my website is a useful thing. Av areas okay. at, at avareasco.com. Mm-hmm. Well, the the website is avareasco.com. But if you want to talk to me, Al Arias, by email, or well, okay, this a, is t- Ava. <laughs> AV areas at AV areas. I thought it was a simple. My telephone number six one nine. Okay, two nine six two one two three. Okay, if you want to send me a text message, eight six one nine eight eight four seven five zero three. You asked. I did ask. Twitter handle. I know Twitter. I don't do Twitter. I'm old. Good. We never get that info out. Now, Rod. Yes. I asked Rod to come on because I was on another media outlet uh, doing an interview recently and I ran into this gal who's got a specialty practice that she does as a financial planner. Excellent. She aids newly divorced people Mm -hmm. in terms of financial planning because it's a very different area of financial planning because you suddenly are in a different situation than you were previously. You suddenly got a big chunk of change, division Mm -hmm. of property. She's coming up with an e-course to help people that. And I thought, oh my gosh, we have not addressed that in terms of estate planning. I know a lot of single moms and dads, newly divorced, have been divorced a while. Not one of them thinks that they should have any kind of estate planning. And I've got a couple of people in mind and I'm not going to out you, but you know who you are. I love you. Listen to Rod, they need estate planning too, do Absolutely. they not? Oh, sure. Well, you've had a significant change in your life because now you're divorced. Um, ideally, they had a, a joint plan together. Now that plan is, you know, no longer effective. So uh, the 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 newly divorced, uh, usually it's the, the wife, I would imagine, she's working with. She yeah. needs, and assuming she's also the custodial parent of the kids. Typically. She, she needs to have a new plan in place. So that, you know, she's got nominated guardians to take care of the kids if something happens to her and the children's father is not available for whatever reason. If she owns a home now or maybe she got a home as part of the settlement, Mm -hmm. marital settlement agreement, she needs to have a trust to hold that home. And she probably has specific desires for her children 
so that if something happens to her, then they're provided for the way she would provide for them if she were still around, but now she's out of the picture. Can she do this without having the consent of the ex-husband or ex-spouse because it involves a child that, that while she may be the custodial parent, he's still in the picture? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we would want to nominate guardians, but we would say if and only if the biological father is not available, because he would obviously have a better right to the children than anybody else. If and only if he's not available, then she gets to say, well, gosh, I would want to nominate these people to take care of my children, raise them, love them, because they have the values that I have, et cetera. And uh, so it's a a sort of a contingency planning, but... Right. At the risk of sounding like a shrew... Is this a good tool to make sure that you got a lot of money and ex-husband's new wifey doesn't get it when you pass? Uh, well, I mean, and you've got a kid. Okay. Well, I mean, if if uh, if, if the if the couple has uh, they're divorced mm-hmm. and mom now has the kids, mm-hmm. um, she passes away and she wants to make sure everything goes to the kid and uh-huh. doesn't end up in the hands of well, okay, ex-hubby's so. new haint. Okay, so, <laughs> so I got a lot of people I'm specifically thinking of on this. Segment. Understand? It's an excellent question. I think having it, uh, having a good estate plan in place, will indicate well where does that money go, okay. and if the kids are going to go live with dad now because you know he has a better right to the kids than anybody else, then uh, you know it wouldn't be surprising. You know he probably takes over as the successor trustee to manage the money and. Can you I, have somebody else be in charge of the of absolutely. managing the money? Yeah, and I would recommend that okay. some third party, so that it makes it clear that that money is now not hubby's to play with or give gotcha. to his new significant other. Thank you. But rather, uh, it's for the benefit of the children, their joint children, so that it goes to them. Uh, to provide for their health, education, maintenance or support, mm-hmm. pay for their education, maybe make a down payment on a first home, pay for a child's first wedding, those sorts of things. And but so, Rod, doesn't it really start with the property settlement agreement? Absolutely, yeah. And it's going to okay. be oh, okay. It's going to be spelled out in the marital settlement agreement. So, uh, but <laughs> certainly, we always want to take. So, a should look. somebody get you involved then if they're in the process of divorce? Well, once the divorce becomes final and we know the, the dust is settled and the smoke is cleared and we know what's what, then you know that's a great opportunity, great time to do it. And what I have done in the past is for people who are in the in the midst of a divorce, I've done what's called a divorce will, which basically says that if let's say it's the wife and she passes during the pendency of the divorce, she says, look, I want my stuff, my half of the property, whatever I've got and all my separate property to go to my kids, but I don't want it going to my soon-to-be former husband. So there's a way to X him out of the the picture in terms of the assets and where they're going to go. But after the divorce becomes final, and Al is exactly correct, once you have the marital settlement agreement in place, then you can uh, do the planning because you know what the okay. what the, uh, the the spouse, typically the wife, what she's receiving as part of the settlement of, yeah. of the marriage. Nobody ever talks about this. I mean, you hear all kinds of, you know. It, it's, it, it, well, it's important. It, and I think it's valuable that you're bringing this up and that Al and I have a chance to sit in with you uh, to talk about it because it's, it, it is important. It's something, and, and divorce is an emotional process. There's no doubt about it. But I think you have to look at it at the end of one legal relationship and the beginning of another. You were previously married, now you're single, and now you have to plan much as you would have planned while you were married. Yeah. Because you, you're, 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 your legal relationship has changed. Mm-hmm. You've, if you've got children, you've got to provide for them, or you should want to provide for them, I would imagine. Yeah. So now you need to sit down with a good state planning attorney, and let's figure out 
yeah. what needs to be done. This is this is affecting so many people in my well, sure. life, and so I really wanted to give this con this this information to them, and because nobody people always think of estate planning as either for the rich, for the for the married, or for the blended family now that everybody's yeah. together and uh-huh. we got to figure out what we're going to do. I haven't heard anybody talking about it in terms of divorced people, and they just don't think that they need it. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, best way is uh, Rod at HatleyLawGroup.com. Uh, that's H-A-T-L-E-Y-L-A-W-G-R-O-U-P.com. Uh, phone number, area code 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. And uh, I won't give you a Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> See how easy that was, Al? See how easy. Y'all wait Well, if, you, if you'd have come to me first, I would have given the long-winded answer. And then Al would have done the short, shorter version. So I see I got smarter listening to him. Very good. Thanks for being here, guys. I appreciate it. Wave goodbye to everybody on Facebook Live. But you guys listening, stick around. We got Della B coming up. It's been a while since she's been here. Don't go anywhere. Della B's Hollywood Buzz is next. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I'm loving that little country song. What's that, baby? Good old uh, sounds of generic bumper music. Oh. <laughs> That's the crack Andrea K Show team there for you. You know what? I, I wished that I was able to use my classic bumper music because then y'all would know immediately who my next guest was here. It is none other than Della B. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. What's going on, Della? It's been too long since you've been on the show. Where you been, girl? Honey, I, I, got, I got hooked. I have been looking at the back end of a giraffe for four weeks. <laughs> no, not you, Della. Yes. Well, I guess that's better than some of the movies that have been out there. Oh, don't even get me on the cure for for wellness, the worst movie I've seen in 10 years. (laughs) But anyway, no, I have been addicted to watching this giraffe named April. She's over in some animal park in New York, and I think today is the day because we've all been staring at her tail. If she spreads her back legs and her tail goes up. We watch, we watch, we're looking for hooves. It's a poop. (laughs) 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 For weeks. Anyway. So that's it. You ain't got nothing going on in Hollywood to report. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm all freaked out because Sharon Stone has dragged herself out from under whatever rock she's been under. Oh, Lord. 
to, to, to create a, a an audio. Uh, it's a spoken poem. Spoken okay. poem. Because <laughs> she can't rap. And it's all about, it's, it's for Maxine. It's for Maxine Aww. Waters. Is it for her or for her James Brown wig? Well. See, she should have done it in rap. She should have done it wrapped it like she was doing James Brown. I know. I, and I don't know how to do James Brown, but he, he's the hardest. Ow, person. I feel business. good. And, and you know what? They do have the same wig, and it's a lot like Al Sharpton's was back in the day. <laughs> You know, that's a hard working wig. That wig's been making the rounds. So, but anyway, what happened was, as you probably know, Bill O'Reilly was watching the video of her talking on Capitol Hill about how she's all more patriotic than other people. And I don't even know who she's talking about. And he was like, I can't even hear what she's saying because I'm staring at that James Brown wig. (laughs) So So then he had to apologize for it. Well, this just really, I mean, you know, we've got so many things going on in the world. And this is the thing that dragged Sharon Stone out from under her rock. And she, this is her little poem. I tried to think of how to do this as um, Christopher Walken, but my brain won't do it. <laughs> okay. Say it loud. She's black and she's proud. Disrespect will not be allowed. Since 91, she fought our battles with humor, grace, and skill. You know what I remember about Maxine? The first time I ever saw Maxine was after the Rodney King riot. Uh-huh. She was down there in Compton in the streets <laughs> saying, we got to get diapers down here. We got to get diapers down here. Uh-huh. I well, think for herself. Well, <laughs> well it's, uh, was that was that it? Was that all Sharon no, Stone had to... No, more. Then well, they, yeah. Well, I don't know that we need to hear any more of that That's because I don't right, know who wrote that prose. Loud. Say it loud. We're proud. Uh-huh. This respect will not be allowed. Yeah, although, you know what? It's okay to call Donald Trump the orange man. It's okay to allege oh. that Melania Trump, you know, is an abused wife. And, mm-hmm. and you know, for what's-her-face, Chelsea Handler, to say mm-hmm. she can't, you know, Melania Trump's an idiot because she can't understand a word oh, Melania Trump says because of her accent. You know, that kind of stuff. That's cool. See, that's funny uh, up there. Yeah, it's okay. And you got Rob Reiner and his father, Carl. I thought he was gone a long time ago talking about how Donald Trump is a liar, 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 liar. Do they have any other words in their vocabulary? Is that all the scriptwriters got for them these days? Well, I think Sharon Stone should have had a better scriptwriter than that because that's not even, you know. And you, oh, it's awful. And you couldn't even give it life, baby. You, you know, no. that poem is as lifeless and as bad as that wig we, we that Maxine bow. Waters got on her head. So we anyway, yeah. all right, we Della. Well, thank you so much for being here, baby. I you loud and you. Pr- the cut chewer, and I'm not talking about Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about April the. Giraffe. Today's the day. All right. Well, you keep us posted on April Giraffe, baby. Love you. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. All right. Um, April the Giraffe. Well, it is the month of April, so maybe April's going to, she's going to finally have her baby. Hey, it's time for the awards for this week's Last Week's Fool, this week's Tool Award, and Hero of the Week. I got a tie this week for Last Week's Fool, this week's Tool. The tie, of course, is between Susan Rice and the new DNC chair, Perez. Susan Rice who may end up dragged before Congress for being a tool on... She likely is going to be dragged before Congress. Whether or not she's going to face indictment, we'll see how far this investigation goes. But what a complete fool she might be. She might end up like that old woman friend of Bill Clinton's who ended up doing time in prison as 
the fall woman back in the day. I don't know if you remember in the 90s who that woman was. Susan Rice has been quite the tool and the fool for the Obama administration. We'll see how far it goes. But this woman was involved in the surveillance of of innocent Americans and unmasking them. The, this is the same Democrat Party that was hysterical, remember, because Valerie Plame's identity was outed and all she was was a desk jockey and see, uh, not even a field op for the CIA. Movies were made in Hollywood about it. This is far greater than Watergate, but anyway, she's my tie for fool and tool. Uh, DNC chair, the new DNC chair, who apparently thinks that the way to win back voters is by, you know, saying that Trump didn't win, even though he did win the Electoral College. And there's been absolutely no proof on top of the fact that when, uh, during the debate, Hillary Clinton said anybody who questions the election outcome in the United States is a whack job and a threat to our democracy. Um, he goes on to say, uh, I guess in an attempt to win Republican and, and voters who voted for Trump back, that Republicans don't give a blank about people. Keep talking. I love it. Keep talking, you fools and you tools. Thank you, Susan Rice, for validating Donald Trump and what he said about surveillance. I hope that I hope you enjoy your time in front of Congress and you can plead the fifth, but that's only going to validate him further. And thank you, Perez, um, for um, showing how re- unmasking, how ridiculous the DNC is. For Hero of the Week, I'm going to take a different tact here. I saw on another show over the weekend, a WAPO writer, Christopher Ingram, typical liberal, writes a piece without any regard to how it's going to affect people in the flyover nation, calls this little county in Minnesota the worst place to live in America. Well, you know what? They didn't take the hit job lightly. They hit back and hit back hard. But you know what was different about this liberal writer for WAPO? He instead of responding with hate back to them, he actually got on a plane and he went and he visited that little town and they met him with parades. They met him showing the truth of the flyover country that the liberals despise. They showed the truth about middle America, how gracious they are, how warm and welcoming, what a great community they are, that they you don't need to have Broadway and badly written plays written performed by bad actors in order to have a great life. He was so moved by this that he actually ended up moving his family and his twin sons to Minnesota. Hat tip to him, hat tip to any liberal that's willing to open their eyes and their minds to more than what they read about and what they write about every day in WAPO. So he is my hero of the week. Let me know what you guys think about the show, these topics. Let's keep the conversation rolling. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks and all my guests on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Love you all. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.